from the Detroit Free Press in the heart of the Motor City. Here's a special announcement. Today I'm issuing a stay home, stay safe executive order for all Michiganders. Can you stop yourself from getting the virus? Wash your hands frequently. To hear that they're really trying to remind people of that, it just lets you know people are going to do what they want. We are running dangerously low on PPE. And uh, I'm going to put on gloves and a face shield and zipping up. The goal here is simple. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. Lock her up! Lock her up! It's been a century since an illness like that of the novel coronavirus has wreaked havoc in Michigan. And whether it's our new co-workers, Sam, would you clear off the table? Starkly different political sound bites. Governor, you have overstepped! Or the absent voices of lost loved ones. Our world now sounds drastically different. To help future generations understand this astounding time and bring us together while we live it, the Detroit Free Press is launching a special project in partnership with the Michigan History Center. This is the We Lived It audio series. The Free Press will collect audio stories to aid the archiving of accounts from the pandemic. And from time to time, we'll share those on your Alexa or Google devices and on Freep.com. We'll feature Michiganders from all walks of life. Here's a sample of those stories. My name is Gary Kanner. I'm 30 years old. Gary is an emergency medical resident in Detroit. Every single day, the recommendations were changing. It was suddenly the way that you do everything every day and have done for years, suddenly because this person may or may not have this disease and we had no idea what things qualified as do or don't have that disease, we had to do all these extra precautions. But as one of my friends described it, changing our emergency department policies to do that were like flying an airplane Building an airplane while you're flying in it was how he described it. Mm. I was talking to a patient who had coronavirus, presumptively, and the patient was just saying how I just feel so tired. And I realized while I was talking to this patient that I was actually sitting down in a chair and kind of leaning on the patient's bed rest or on the railing of the bed. And I was kind of like, oh, I'm pretty tired, I don't, and then I checked my temperature, and that was when I left work, and, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been at work at all, I mean, I maybe I should have reported, it's easy to say that through the retrospectoscope, because I know that I had it, and it never felt, I never felt as just terrible as you feel with the flu. On a scale of one to miserable, I think that might have been more miserable, but with this, the fatigue was one thing, but then after the fevers broke, and I felt about 70% better and I thought I would feel about like myself again, I kept not getting completely better. And that mm. was where it was different from a flu. And I've never experienced anything like that. I have a lot of favorite games, but I'd say I like to play Legos. We have this huge Lego box full of Legos. This is 10-year-old Zan. She lives in East Lansing with her three siblings and she's doing schoolwork from home because of the coronavirus. In her spare time, she likes to play outside in a ninja course, draw, and play with Legos. And then we just build creations out of it that we make up. We make houses, and recently I made this big grocery store. We had all these Lego Ninjago masks that were like only covered the mouths, and so I was like, ooh, we could use those. And so it was kind of funny. It was like a grocery store like from 
right now because everybody had like a mask and doesn't sound like you've had to go in the grocery store in a while. No. But whenever I get in a car, I feel like really weird. We have these masks and uh, Ada and Winnie, my little sisters, they have pink ones. And mine's gray, but we've misplaced most of the gray ones. I had to wear a pink one once and it was kind of funny because it, it was like tiny, so... When you breathe, it kind of gets, like, wet, and then you take it off, and you're like, ugh, and then you wipe off your face, and it's weird. The coronavirus doesn't really bug me that much because, like, I mean, it does, but we don't need to go out and get a lot of food. It's not all fear and worriedness and stuff right now. It's, there's fun. My name is Amy Wisniewski. I'm the owner of Vintage 11. I am in Auburn, Michigan. And Vintage 11 is uh, a custom painting business. I do a lot with repurposing, taking old furniture, making it new again, and a lot of uh, interior custom painting. Right up to the COVID-19 and before the lockdown and all of that happened, you know, I was in homes doing my everyday painting. And then all of a sudden, it was, okay, the schools are closing. Um, And everything just kind of came to a screeching halt. Uh, As a mom, a single mom and a mother of two, I knew very quickly that, okay, um, I needed to contact customers, uh, let them know I can no longer come in to their homes to do work just for the safety of not only myself, but for them. And just all of a sudden thought, okay, I need to shift gears here a little bit. I got a call from my cousin, and he called and just said, Amy, I have an idea for you that I think will help maybe for you for the business, but it's also going to help people, and that was the mask. Um, he said, can you sew? And I said, well, I, I don't own a sewing machine. I don't, I've never used one, but I can, I, I can use a needle and a thread. And he's like, well, I'm going to send you some stuff. Why don't you take a look at it? And I stayed up that night till probably 3 a.m., looking at all the information he sent, um, the dire need the hospitals were in, the medical field, and looking at things. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this. Uh, The next day, went out, hit my local Joanne Fabrics, picked up some materials, and I came home and I hand-sewed four masks, four prototypes, and um, kind of put it out there with some family members and thought, what do you guys think? And everybody said, oh, my gosh, I would love one. And within two minutes, my inbox was blowing up. Um, everybody wanting one. How many? How how much? Um, I remember calling my cousin the next day and I said, Roger, I'm going to need a sewing machine. We Lived It is reported and produced by me, Carrie Jr., Tad Davis, and Darcy Moran. Materials are also supplied by the Michigan History Center, with special thanks to Mark Harvey. Our executive producers are Marianne Struman and Anjanette Delgado. Our editor is Peter Batia. Everybody has their own story to share about the COVID-19 pandemic. Submit yours by leaving a three-minute telling at 313-288-0370. That's 313-288-0370. And check out Freep.com to learn more.